our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. You are listening to the Motherhood Unstressed Podcast, and I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. Welcome to a special Friday episode. It's a bonus episode, and I do these sometimes when I feel like the content that was recorded earlier in the week is is something that needs to go out into the world as soon as possible. And today I'm speaking with the brilliant and vivacious Kwave Agbegbe, and she is a international midlife lifestyle coach. She's an international speaker and a wellness advocate. And we are discussing the tendency for all of us to be overeating while in quarantine. And I know I've been doing it. I have been popping peanut M&Ms like you would not believe. Um, and so I know I can't be alone in that. And Quave um, absolutely touches on on how many women and men are out there uh, struggling with this right now. So she is bringing, she's bringing in the awareness of, of what's actually going on, why we are more apt to do that when we are stuck at home and, and kind of in this uncertain time in our lives. And then brilliantly, what we can all do to turn a corner so that we're not held prisoner to old destructive habits and behaviors that are, that are expanding our waistline and just making us feel not as good, not as healthy, not as vivacious. Um, so this is a really powerful episode. Um, it's not just about food. I think you're, you're smart. You're listening to this. You know it's, it's not just about the food. So we dive deep into to the emotional reasons behind that. And uh, I'm just so thrilled to share her work with you. If you love this episode, please share it out to at least one friend. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That does so much for the show. So if you get any benefit out of this, um, that's a small thing that you can do. And you just hit those five stars. That's all you have to do. All right. So without further ado, please enjoy my episode with Kwavi. Well, hello, Kwavi. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you're here. I'm so glad that we're talking about this particular subject. Um, I feel like I've been guilty of it. I know so many other women who are going through this too. Uh, so first and foremost, welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, so let's talk about overeating during this crazy time. Let's yes. talk about the elephant in the room. Yes. Um, why is this happening? Well, for a lot of people, this time has brought up uncertainty, fear, anxiety, and a host of other emotions. And food is a quick place to go to kind of prevent you from really feeling those emotions. So in other words, a lot of people are using food to escape from what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely feel that I, I'm, I'm more apt to go after, you know, that comfort food or stuff that I, even cereal, like bad cereals that I would eat when I was a kid. <laughs> and you're right, because there is something familiar about it in an unfamiliar time. Yes. Um, so, I mean, what can we do? What's, what's the solution to, to pulling that back, to really bringing in that self-awareness to stop overeating, to shut the damn pantry door and to get mm -hmm. on with our day? Yeah. And I think what most people need to remember is you have a choice. So you can go through the path of, you can go down the path of, oh, you know what? I feel bad. I don't like what's going on. I'm just going to grab, you know, chips or mm -hmm. whatever it is. That's your comfort food. Or you can go the other route and decide, you know what? I'm just going to sit with my emotions. And I know that's hard for a lot of people because they don't want to deal with it. 
Mm. Um, what, I, what I'm telling most of my clients, I tell them, when you get that urge, because most times when you grab those type comfort food type you know, items, you're not really hungry. That's the first thing. It has mm-hmm. nothing to do with hunger. So what I'm telling them to do is to pay attention to when they're hungry for food and when they're hungry for more of an emotional need to eat. If you're able to distinguish the two, you'll know that, okay, you know what, when I go to grab that Doritos or whatever it is you're trying to grab, you're like, no. And I tell them, sit for two minutes. Like when you have that urge to grab that item, Mm. when you know you're not hungry, I tell them to sit for two minutes. What that allows you to do is it allows you to think and process why you want to eat that particular item. Now, for most people, after two minutes, the urge dissipates. For some, they still want, and I tell them, if you still want to go get it. Hmm. But I tell them, sit for two minutes. Because a lot of people are scared to even sit with their emotions. And really, that's what it is. It's the fear of, oh my goodness, what's going to come up? I don't want to deal with my emotions right now. Hmm. Um, And so when they sit, they're like, oh. And then it... See, emotions are just emotions. That's all they are. Most of us are scared to be in touch with our emotions. You sit with it, you feel it, and it's like, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, okay, I'm done. And then you move on. Yeah. I mean, I think you're absolutely right. And, and it's, it's being able to sit with our emotions. It's, it's having the knowledge that that's even what's going on, yes. first and foremost. Because I think so many people gloss over that and they're just like, no, I just want my snacks and, you know. No. This is just my routine. With when this show is on, this is you know when I eat. Um, but you're right. It's like whoa, 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 whoa. Like pulling back that veil mm-hmm. and knowing that that's really. I think that that is really empowering to yeah. to everyone listening to this. Yeah. So, do you think it's more of an issue with women who are overeating right now, or do you think the same thing is going on with men? I think it's happening to both. I mean, and there was something you you said that I want to touch on where you said, "No, I'm used to." you know, when my show comes on. And the thing is, we've had these issues going on. I'll give you an example. Like, I think most people will say when they go to the movie theater, they'll have popcorn. Mm-hmm. My take on that is you don't really have to have popcorn when you go to the movie theater. I personally don't. And I've been able to train my brain to realize that I really don't need to have popcorn when I go to the movie theater. People associate watching a movie with popcorn, even if they've just had dinner. Right. So my thought on that is whenever we put anything into our mouth, they fall into four categories. You're either eating to fuel your body, which is you're eating something nutritious, or it's joy eating where you're eating something for, the pure, for pure pleasure. That's it. There's no nutritional value. You just enjoy the taste. That could be like cupcakes, brownies, just those type of items. The other um, option is you're eating and it's more of fog, a fog eating method mm. where category where you're eating and you're not really aware. I'll give you an example. Like, for instance, if you're watching maybe your sports or you're watching a really a good movie that you're really you know interested in and maybe you have a pack of chips. You start to eat, you're eating a pack of chips and all of a sudden, maybe halfway through the movie or the sporting event, you look at a pack of chips and it's empty. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking, huh, who finished that? You <laughs> did because no one else is there. Or even if there's someone else there, it's with you, right? So you're like, huh. <laughs> but you were completely unaware, completely oblivious that you were eating that amount. 
And that's when mindless eating comes into play. So that was fog eating. It's almost like you're in a fog and you're not mm-hmm. aware. The other um, category is storm eating, where you're eating because you are maybe very angry or lonely. And it's almost as if you know you're eating, but you just keep on doing it. I like to give the example of uh, Bridget Jones' diary in one of the episodes where she had a big box of chocolate and you see all these wrappers and she ate all of them. And it's like, you're crying, you're, you're emotional, you're just eating and you know you, you shouldn't be doing it. And you just eat, 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 eat. That is storm eating. So whenever we put anything into our mouth, it's always going to fall into one of those four categories. Wow. I've never heard it presented like that before, Mm -hmm. but it makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. Um, I knew a lot of girls in college who had eating disorders. I had an eating disorder in college Mm -hmm. and the storm eating thing is so true. You know, something really crazy is going on and you just eat and eat and eat and then you go and purge in the bathroom. Exactly. That's what so many, including myself, that's what so many women were doing. And it was just because we weren't able to process whatever was going on, you know, in our lives. Wow. That's so incredible. I've never heard it stated like that. And it's so true. That's why I keep talking about it. Um, So, you know, do you think that there's a certain time in the day that people tend to overeat? Is it late at night? Is it first thing in the morning? What's been your take on that? Um, Really for most people, it's late at night. Hmm. Um, They're up, they might be bored or they they, they, see some, a lot of people use foods for entertainment Mm. And, but the thing is, once we become aware of it, we can stop it. Cause I remember you were asking the question, how do we stop this? It, you have to create the awareness because a lot of people, it's just like their go-to. Okay. It's yeah. like eight, nine o'clock. All right. Bring out the pack of chips. It, it's just like, that's their go-to food and their brain has already been programmed. They've been doing that for so long. So it's just like, it's almost like you're going on a journey. It's like, Oh, it's nine o'clock. Boom. Yeah. Go grab the pack of chips, but you have to become aware of it to change it. And know that your body doesn't really need it, especially if you're one that wants to lose weight or you just want to stop eating, you know, mindlessly. Mm-hmm. These are some of the things that you can do. You can become aware of it and then say, okay, you know what? Why? Am, I always tell my clients, always ask the question, why am I eating? Because when you ask that question, you force your brain to give you an answer. And it could be, mm, I'm bored. Oh, I'm really hungry. Or I just want to eat it. And based on the answer, you can begin to discover how you can make changes. I love that. And I think the woman listening to this is super smart. Um, yes. She probably she probably knows, you know, she's Correct. tuning in because she knows that she's already overeating. So it's not mm-hmm. like it's a mindless thing. But what would you say to her? She's frustrated. And then, you know, she's trying to make these changes. And then she falls back and does it again the next day. I mean, that's so disheartening and so discouraging. So what would you say to her? You know, the thing is, don't stop. It happens. Keep on going. You know what? It's when you stop, that's when you're not going forward. Mm-hmm. Don't let that mishap prevent you from moving forward. It, all, it happens. We all do that. Be compassionate with yourself. Have, you know, have that sensitivity about yourself. If you're, if you're teaching your child something and they make a mistake, you're not going to be like, oh, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to teach him anything anymore or teach her. I use he because I have boys. Mm-hmm. You're not going to teach her anymore. You're compassionate. You're sensitive. Be, do that to yourself. I think a lot of us are so hard on ourselves. We need to show more compassion for ourselves and realize that this is a journey. Your brain has been programmed to do this for so long. You're trying to change that. There's going to be kickback in your brain. Your brain's going to be like, nope, I'm not used to this. I don't want to do this. You have to actively 
pay attention and make the changes. But it's going to be rough. But guess what, though? At the other side of this, it's going to be amazing if you hang in there. It's going to be amazing because you get to a point where, because I like to tell my clients, in the beginning, you can maybe put snacks away and do, you know, not buy the snacks. But I want them to feel so empowered that they go to a dinner party. They have all these different things that probably they normally eat. And they'll be like, I don't need it because the desire is no longer in them. Mm. And it's not like they're fighting against it. They've gone to a point where they're like, you know what? I'm fine. I don't need these type of foods. I don't, I'm okay. Yeah. I started to have the thought, you know, as I was healing through my journey where I would, I wouldn't, I would have a bite of food in my mouth. And I was like, you know what? If I have another bite of food, it's not going to taste any different. Like I've already had the taste of the food. So I don't really need to keep Mm. eating. Like I've tasted it, you know? And I think that sprung from, from hearing someone, maybe a celebrity, maybe a friend. I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't remember. There was like one bite and you taste everything and it's like the best bite ever. And then as you continue to eat, like the pleasure diminishes with every, every extra bite. I love those first three bites are like amazing. Yeah. I love that. Cause when I talked about those four categories of food, when I speak with my clients, I encourage them to do like 90% feel food and then 10% joy food. But one of the things I tell them with regards to joy food is, if you're not enjoying it, don't do it. So kind of like what you're saying, where you, you, and you have to enjoy it. Like you have to enjoy every taste. I want them to really experience every taste. And once you're no longer enjoying it, just stop. There's no point to it. And now a quick break with a word from our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by Motherhood Unstressed CBD. If you didn't already know, yes, I have a CBD line. I know there are a lot of lines out there, but when I created mine, I had the mother in mind. I wanted her to be able to access the healing power of cannabis, um, the cleanest, most organic version at the lowest cost. And I think that I've done that. Um, And that's why we're still around after several years, despite the market being absolutely flooded. You know, we are completely organic. We are USA grown. We are sustainably sourced. And um, the stories from my clients out there who have tried it, I've just have really buoyed my spirit and, and created just this, this amazing community around the line. So pick up yours today at motherhoodunstressed.com and use the code Buckhead to save. Why do you think people are so hardwired or habitualized to to eat a full plate? Like if someone sits down a plate in front of them and it's full, they eat the entire plate and they don't even think about it. Like my dad, I mean, he'll scarf down a plate of food in, in two seconds, you know, coming from the military. He, you know, he was forced to eat really fast, but I watch Correct. him do it. And I'm like, wow, why do you think that is? I think a lot of it has to do with our childhood. And, um, and and this is one of the things I actually tell parents that we have to be very careful about because we don't want to repeat the cycle with our children. Mm-hmm. And that is when you give your child food, don't give them as much as you think they need. Give them way less. Hmm. That way, if they really need, because with kids, the beautiful thing about children is they understand their hunger signals. As adults, we kind of forget ours because over time we kind of ignore it but Mm. kids know their hunger signals so if you give them a small amount of food and they're full they're like i don't need any more they won't ask if they're hungry believe me they'll ask for more food that's how kids are they're programmed that way so but i think as parents what we try we, we end up doing is we give our kids more than they need and there's this subtle message where we say well you have to finish everything on your plate Mm. And sometimes we might even make statements like, well, you know, they're starving people in Africa or wherever. Mm-hmm. Why are you wasting the food? So over time, you learn to 
finish everything in your plate. You're used to that. It's like, I don't want to waste it. I don't want to waste it. And yeah. you, that kind of grows with you and you become an adult. And that's all you know. It's like you have a certain amount of food. You have to finish everything in your plate. Yeah. And I think too, for a lot of people, food equals love. You know, you don't yeah. want to, you don't want to offend someone who's made a beautiful <clears throat> meal, even if it's your grandmother or your mom, you know, you want to sure. show that you love them back for all that they've done. Yes. I mean, it's kind of a weird, I, I don't know. It's because food is so central, I think to all of our lives, yeah. you know, obviously for survival, yeah. but also the emotional component. And I think that's right. why talking about this right now mm-hmm. is so important, not just, you know, through COVID, but through life. Correct. It is. Food is culture. It's like a, it's like the love currency. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. I love you. I give you food. But I have learned, and I, and I share this with my clients, you have to get to a point where you realize, okay, is this serving me? Yeah. You know, because there are certain things that we've grown up with and we're like, why, did, why, why was I taught that? Does that really serve me? And as we become adults, we have to be aware of that. For instance, like our hunger signals. For a lot of people now as adults, they're not aware of when they're hungry. Hmm. Or when they and I I try to show you know share this with my clients so that they end up learning like oh you know what I'm actually hungry. Lots of adults don't even know when they they don't even know what the feeling of hunger is like because they never get to that point where they're hungry. They keep on eating, so they never. It's almost like when you are driving a car and you, you run out of gas. Some people never run out of gas, so they don't right. know what it feels like to run out of gas. Um, something else I teach my clients too is. Because if you can learn when you're hungry and stop just before you get satisfied, that is like, you want to be in that middle road. That's where you want to be with regards to learning how to manage your health with regards to your weight. Because when you overeat, because really overeating is what causes weight gain. That's all it is. We're not saying don't eat. It's when you overeat. Um, But most people never get to the point where they're hungry. So they, they just, it's like they're topping up, they're topping up, they're topping up. Yeah. And I think too, like the, the food in America, let's be oh, real, yeah. is less than ideal. So yeah. a lot of people aren't even eating real food. So Correct. maybe they're eating a ton of calories, but, and they do feel hungry and they're like, well, I just had all this. I shouldn't feel hungry. There's something wrong with me. Can yes. you talk a little bit about that? What, what kinds of foods would actually sustain a person for longer periods of time? Yes. And, and then do we actually need three meals a day? Okay. So, and we don't need three meals a day. Um, to answer your question, with regards to food, we want to consume, and most people know this, you want to consume more whole foods. So in other words, unprocessed food. You want to have your protein there. You want to have your carbs. You want to have your fruits and vegetables. We don't need, I think, and unfortunately, you, you've touched on this, the food industry has given us so much crap as food, but it really isn't. Right. And then our brains love that. You know that you get that dopamine hit. And you're like, ooh. So when you eat this processed food and you get that dopamine hit and then you eat whole foods and you're like, oh, I don't feel anything. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to keep going back to that dopamine hit until you train, you, you train yourself and your brain to realize that, you know, you don't need that extra stimulation. You don't need that from food. But our food, they put all kinds, I mean, between the sugars and the salts and all these other processing to make them so palatable. They were like, oh, I want this. But we have to retrain ourselves because there's an amazing feeling you get when you eat whole foods. 
Yeah. I feel so much better when I'm eating real food. And you're right. Like there is like a detox period when you kind of retrain your, your, your palate and and you just food does taste different. Like I remember when I was doing this way back when, Mm -hmm. and I was like, this food has no taste, like there's no (laughs) salt in this. But then I went back and had something more traditional process. And I was like, Uh Oh my God, this tastes disgusting. There's so much sugar in this. There's so much salt in this. Like you forget, you really do forget how much it's altered. Yes. Yes. So it's, it's unbelievable sometimes because you're like, oh my goodness, why am I eating this? Because the taste is like, and then when you taste real food. Oh, it's night and day. It's night and day. And I think your body knows because it's like, it's soaking up all of this nutrients. Your body Mm -hmm. is vibrating with happiness when it's, when you feed it properly. Um, But going back to the three square meals per day, talk to us about why you think we don't need three. um, And what, 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 what typically do you eat in a day? What's your, what's your plan? So for me, I practice intermittent fasting. So Mm -hmm. I, I, and I love that approach because it works well with the premise. um, One of the premises of my program, which is eat only when you're hungry. So for instance, if I wake up in the morning and I'm not hungry, I'm not going to eat out of habit. I just won't do that. So intermittent fasting works well with that for me because I could have my first meal of the day at 11. Yeah. And guess what? I'm not hungry before then. So essentially what I've done is I've extended my fast from nighttime till that time. And our body has enough within us. As we get older, actually, most people don't realize as you get older, you're actually supposed to eat less food. Yeah. Most people stay the same. They keep on eating the same amount. And you'll notice that for a lot of people, sometimes they've maybe they've worked out all their life and, um, you know, they've stayed, you know, their weight, they've maintained their weight. But when they maybe hit like late 30s, 40s, all of a sudden, they've been doing the same thing for years. All of a sudden, they start to gain weight. That's one of the reasons because mm-hmm. your body doesn't need as much anymore. So back to um, eating in the morning. So for me, it could be my first meal could be that late. I could have a smoothie. I could even have my lunch at 11 or 12. I could have a salad. Um, I do like rice, so I'll have rice, but I'll have a small portion of rice. I don't eat meat or um, I don't eat meat, fish. I'm vegetarian, so I'll have a lot of vegetables. That's my go-to. I love my vegetables. Um, And then like evening, depending on what, you know, we're eating, it could be, I love plantain, so I'll eat plantain. I'll just put it in my air fryer because I have an air fryer. I love my air fryer. And I'll have a good idea. Yeah. And, and that's it. But see, for me, I pay attention to my hunger signals. And I think everyone's hunger signals are different. And if you pay attention to when you're really hungry and just eating when you're hungry and stopping when you're full, it's an amazing feeling. Because sometimes when you eat way too much, you get that bloated feeling, you get inflammation, mm-hmm. you get headaches. It's just an uncomfortable feeling. But when yeah. you pay attention, oh, it's the best thing ever. Yeah, I I really do feel like, and maybe this is part of like the eating disorder over, but it's like, it is a control thing. You know, when you control your body and you control how good you can feel, mm-hmm. you know, it's, I think it's a more of a positive take on it. Yeah. And you, you feel more in control of your life and even yes. amidst, you know, all of this pandemic stuff going on. I think yeah. if you can do that, like that's one thing mm-hmm. that you can, you know, take ownership of and really yes. love yourself in, in a really beautiful way. Yeah. Um, but what, what if, you know, yes. we're, we're not all siloed out here. A lot of yeah. us, what if your partner doesn't want to sit with their emotions? What if your partner doesn't want to change their habits that they've had since they were 10 years old? What, what do you do then? 
You know what? I'll be honest with you. I you made a statement that I truly love, where you said you can control your body control. I tell people, you know what? You can only control what you can control. Mm. Kind of like you know this COVID nineteen. We really can't control the the large area of it, but you can control yourself. So if your husband's not on board, your spouse, your you know your partner, you know what? You can, you can only do what you can do. Focus on yourself. And what I've noticed a lot of times, like for some of my clients, they start and all of a sudden the spouse notices a difference in you and they're like, huh, <laughs> what is that you're having? I'll be honest, my husband wasn't on board in the very beginning. He's like, what is all of this? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but now he is like 100% on it. Mm-hmm. I truly believe that you can only control yourself. I, I really don't believe in like trying to make other people do things they don't want to do. Don't believe in it at all. You have, to, you can only manage your own. I, I always say you can only manage your own mind. You can't manage someone else's. So manage your mind, do what you can do. And they can probably start to notice like, huh, what is she, you know, she seems to have a bit more energy than normal. Mm-hmm. Looking better. Her skin's brighter. I mean, my, my husband didn't like green smoothies for the longest time. And I'm, I'm like a green smoothie person. I don't have a book on green smoothies. I love green smoothies. My husband didn't like but now he's like, oh, what are you having? Can I try that? <laughs> <laughs> well, and honestly, that was one of the first things I noticed about you. It was your smile and your skin. It was just oh, absolutely you. glowing. And then you tell me your age and I'm like, she's lying to me. <laughs> I mean, she just looks so good. This is insane. So it, what you've been doing your entire life, what you've been helping your clients with and preaching and putting out into the world is truth and is obviously working. And I know you have a program going on right now. So talk to us a little bit about that and how the listener can get in touch with you. So what I'm doing is I'm doing a program called Stop Overeating, the Lockdown Edition. Because I had a lot of people reach out to me saying, you know what, I'm only in the first two weeks of this lockdown and my pants are already feeling tight. And then others were like, okay, I'm wearing sweatpants and loungewear, but it's not because I want to, because I (laughs) So I'm like, okay. So I decided to create this program, which centers on how people are feeling and how really most people are eating out their emotions. So I'm trying to show them that there isn't, not, that's not the only option. There's another option because we always have a choice, right? There's always one way or the other way. So I'm showing to them that they do have a way to control how they eat so that at the end of this, they're going to come up more empowered as opposed to feeling like, oh my goodness, why did I do this? So there is a solution. So I I show them how to pay attention to their feelings, um, becoming more aware of which bucket they're eating and whether it's fuel eating, joy food, fog eating or storm eating. And I typically recommend 90% fuel, 10% joy, and then pay attention to the other two so you don't fall into that. And when you do, you kind of pick yourself up. One of the things I really practice a lot with my clients is being compassionate with themselves. Um, I think a lot of us, when it comes to food, we have a relationship that's almost mm, like best friend, enemy, best friend, enemy, it's mm-hmm. back and forth. And I just want people to realize you, food, that's not the kind of relationship you want to have with food. You always want to have the upper hand when it comes to food. Food is not your bestie. Food is not your enemy. Food is neutral. Yeah. Um, and just given, given my clients an upper hand when it comes to food. So they're in control and food isn't controlling them. Um, and they can feel empowered and have a relationship with food where they know, okay, I can have it, but it's 
to fuel my body. And there are times you might want to have it for joy and that's okay. And then being aware when you do kind of fall into that fog eating or storm eating, be aware of it, show compassion that it happened and then move on and know that, okay, you know what, the next time I'm going to fuel eat, I'm going to joy, joy eat and I'll be okay. Yeah. I think honestly, my favorite thing about your program is that it it addresses guilt and shame in, mm-hmm. in the relationship with food. And so many programs out there don't do that. They just talk about eat this, don't eat that. And it never addresses that underlying issue. So I think that that's, that's really a testament uh, to your work and to your success. Thanks. Yeah, I think it's so important. I mean, you really have to address that because if, I mean, it's easy for people to do, you can tell them, okay, do this and this. It's easy to tell people what to do. My thing is what happens when those obstacles come up? Yeah. When they're like, oh, I need to eat this. And sometimes those urges, it's almost sometimes those urges can, that consume you completely. Like, I have to have this right now. If I don't have it, I'm going to die. It's like, yeah. what happens? How do you walk them through that and make them realize that it's okay, regardless of the outcome, but show them the tools that can help them overcome those obstacles so that they feel like, oh, okay, you come out on the other side. And even if they don't do it, and they, you know, you know, fall into the urge and eat whatever it is that they can see that, okay, you know what, I'm going to learn from this. So mm-hmm. the next time, you know, I know what to do. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. So how can the listener find you online? What's your yes. Instagram? Give us all the things. So I'm on Insta, I'm on um, Facebook, Kwabi, just do a search, Kwabi, K-W-A-B-I. I'm also on Instagram. Instagram is Kwabi TV. So Quavian and TV. I'm also on YouTube. I share a lot of videos on there. Um, and on YouTube, I'm also Quavi TV. Perfect. And if you're interested in the program, it's www.quavi slash stop over, sorry, slash stop hyphen overeating. Beautiful. And all of that, of course, you guys will be in the show notes. If yeah. you are out walking your dog right now, don't have a pen. Quavi, this was so great. I, I knew um, this was going to be a good conversation. And I think really the driver behind it is because so many people are in this situation. So I cannot wait to release this, to yeah. hear the feedback and, and to really uplift all of these men and women out there yes. who are, who are struggling with this and, and need yeah. a little, a little push, a little, a little yeah. support. So thank you. You're welcome. And please be compassionate with yourself. That is so important. Don't beat yourself up about it. Please don't do that. Love it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. You have been listening to the Motherhood Unstressed Podcast, and I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you love this episode, please share it out with a friend or on social media. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. You just have to hit those five stars. You don't even have to write anything. And uh, as always, make sure that you're subscribed so that you never miss a guided meditation every Wednesday or every Monday, an interview with an amazing guest doing amazing work in the world. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com.